0: Faith in God is the medium by which all eternal business is transacted. Faith which worketh by love, it stands alone. Faith reigns central to all achievements, spiritual and physical. God has faith, faith in himself, faith in his own capabilities. Exodus 3.14, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Jesus Christ has faith, faith in God. The believer has faith in Christ, even the faith of Christ that proceeds out from him. Faith is, of course, a spiritual thing, and beautifully defined in Hebrews 11.1, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Access to God is by faith alone. He is not impressed with wealth or power or strength or beauty or wisdom, but faith alone. Hebrews 11.6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It is by faith that salvation is gained. Romans 10.10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If you are not born again, you might say, But I have no faith. But that's not true. All men have been dealt a portion of faith. Romans 12:3 For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. The question is, will you activate your faith which is uh, which in truth is the most powerful force in the universe? Presently, your portion of faith is covered with carnal clutter, but that can all change by your own hand even at this moment. Submit your soul to Christ and allow God to sweep away your unbelief, your confusion, and your bondages. Truly, your childlike portion of faith is ready to be activated. Click on the Further with Jesus now for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God now for today's subject god said second kings chapter 20 verse 20 and the rest of the acts of hezekiah and all his might and how he made a pool and a conduit and brought water into the city are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of judah god said exodus chapter 20 verse 11 For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. God said, Job 38, verse 30, The waters are hid as with a stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. God said, Job 38, 34 through 36, Canst thou lift up thy voice to the clouds, that abundance of waters may cover thee? Canst thou send lightnings, that they may go, and say unto thee, Here we are! Who hath put wisdom in the inward parts, or who hath given understanding to the heart? Man said, Due to our great achievements in science and philosophy, we understand that we live in a post-truth era. We are liberated from the moral absolutes of the so-called holy book and its God. Might we then shout hallelujah? Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said feature, Article 897, that will once again certify the inerrancy of God's holy word, moral absolutes, miracles, and all. All of these magnificent features are archived here in text and streaming audio, May your faith be magnified, and your quiver filled with the arrows of truth and love. Psalm 68, verse 1 says, Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, let them also that hate him flee before him. You and I, let us allow God arise in our lives, let him arise today, let there be an expectation of good. How beautiful are His words, all of His commandments, all of His precepts and pronouncements. Every word is true and righteous altogether, every single one. I need to know it. Everything depends upon it, even eternal life. This is the tenth feature in the Undeniable Proof Every Jot and Every Tittle series, where in rapid fashion we submit one glorious proof of God and His Bible after another— Today's feature begins with Proof 111. Prepare to be edified. Proof one hundred eleven, Second 2 Kings 20.20, 20, and the rest of the acts of Hezekiah, and all his might, and how he made a pool and a conduit, and brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? God's word says that Hezekiah the king of Judah made a pool and a conduit and brought water into the city. It also records that Hezekiah stopped the upper water course of Gion and brought it straight down to the west side of the city of David. Over the years, scholarly skeptics have denounced this account. The following is a picture caption in the Jerusalem Post. Research has confirmed the biblical account attributing the building of Jerusalem's Siloam Tunnel to King Hezekiah. Quote. The following article, under the title King Hezekiah's Tunnel, was published in the International Jerusalem Post, September 19, 2003. Radiometric tests conducted on the Siloam Tunnel, an underground aqueduct that served as the main water source for ancient Jerusalem have confirmed that its construction dates back to about 700 B.C., verifying the biblical account that credits its building to King Hezekiah. The results of the tests conducted by researchers from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, uh, the Israel Geological Survey, and uh, Reading University in England were published last week in the scientific journal Nature. The Salome Tunnel, a half kilometer shaft that runs under the walls of jerusalem to the Gion springs in the city of david is one of the capital's major archaeological tourist attractions its construction has long been credited to hezekiah due to a passage in second kings 20 verse 20 that describes how the biblical ruler made a pool and a conduit and brought water into the city when jerusalem was under siege by the assyrians Hezekiah, according to 2 Chronicles 32.30, also stopped the upper watercourse of Gion and brought it straight down to the west side of the city of David. This account was strengthened by the discovery in 1880 of an inscription inside the tunnel describing its building in a manner that matches the biblical account. But the Salome inscription, today held by the Turkish Museum, does not give a specific date or name Hezekiah as its builder, and in recent years some scholars have questioned whether the biblical account was accurate. There have been theories put forth that the tunnel dates back only to the Hellenistic period, about 200 B.C., says Dr. Amos Frumpkin of the Hebrew University Geography Department. However, the carbon-14 test we carried out on organic material within the plaster of the Salome Tunnel and uranium thorium dating of stalactites found in the tunnel dated conclusively to Hezekiah's era around 5 centuries earlier end quote proof 112 psalms chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful Typically, a savant is one who is severely mentally handicapped, but has a very phenomenal skill, such as in math, or art, or architecture, for example. But a study was conducted recently in savantism that was exhibited in individuals who had gone through a traumatic experience such as a blow to the head. The individuals in the study began to demonstrate savant-like skills, yet still maintain normal mental functioning. The researchers deduced that all of us have an inner savant that was somehow downloaded to us without any formal education, just waiting to be unlocked. When asked, how does one accomplish that short of a blow to the head, the answer in the researchers' estimation was, meditation. Proof number 113, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. When God says yes, a multitude of skeptics of every stripe arise to shout, No! In 1792, the socialists of France, in their rebellion against the seven-day cyclical pattern of life, instituted a new calendar with a ten-day week. It created total confusion and was abandoned 14 years later. In 1929, the communist leadership of Russia, in an effort to destroy any attachment to the Bible, instituted a five-day week, which ended up in the trash can just three years later. They were operating in the rebellious spirit of the Antichrist to come, of whom Daniel prophesied in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time, and times, and the dividing of time. It's surprising that anyone would reject the seven-day-week principle when one considers that a lunar moon, which is a product of orbit in time and space, houses roughly four seven-day cycles. Those who suggest the seven cycle comes primarily from a religious root should be advised that the number seven is not imposed on us from the outside, but from the inside. This becomes obvious when you note that plants, insects, and animals also have weekly cycles. The seven-day cycle is not a product of culture, but to the contrary. Culture is a product of seven Proof number 114, Job chapter 38, verse 30. The waters are hid as with a stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. Writing in the journal Nature, scientists on Wednesday said they had found an elusive mineral pointing to the existence of a vast reservoir deep in Earth's mantle, 250 to 375 miles beneath our feet. It may hold as much water. It's all the planet's oceans combined, they believe. The evidence comes from a water-loving mineral called ringwoodite that came from the so-called transition zone sandwiched between the upper and lower layers of Earth's mantle, they said. Analysis shows that a whopping 1.5% of the rock comprises molecules of water. The fine backs, uh, backs once-contested theories that the transition zone, or at least significant parts of it, is water-rich, the investigator said. This sample really provides extremely strong confirmation that there are local wet spots deep in the earth in this area, said Graham Pearson of Canada's University of Alberta, who led the research. That particular zone in the earth, the transition zone, might have as much water as all the world's oceans put together. Hans Kepler a geologist at the University of Beirut in Germany, cautioned against extrapolating uh, the size of the subterranean water find from a single sample of ringwoodite. Uh, But he also said the water was likely to be locked up in a specific rock in a molecular form called hydroxyl. The waters are hid as with a stone. Only the Creator could know such a thing. Proof number 115, Job 38, verse 36. Who hath put wisdom in the inward parts, or who hath given understanding to the heart? God put wisdom in our inward parts. The feature article was titled, How Smart Is Your Stomach? It's called the belly brain, and it touts over 100 million neurons which line the digestive tract. Imagine your belly brain can know something before the brain between your ears knows it. The concept of gut feeling is known by all. As medical science continues to discover the intricacies of the human anatomy, the more awestruck it becomes. The following information is from a feature article on this website titled DNA, God's Holy Book. Human DNA is approximately six feet long and so infinitely thin that it is estimated that all the human DNA in the world would fit into one single aspirin tablet. One gram of DNA molecules could hold as much information as can be contained on a trillion—that's a trillion—CDs. Only the infinite wisdom of God could create such a marvel of design, order, and miniaturization. Your DNA molecule is a 3.3 billion letter book, equivalent to 900 Bibles. God's Word states, "...and in thy book all my members were written." which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. Every phenomenal instruction for the construction of your body, starting from a single invisible fertilized egg, is recorded in the DNA strand, and that's before any of your body's members even existed. They were all recorded in God's book. How's this for wisdom in the inward parts? The brain is a literal pharmaceutical manufacturing plant and administrating medical team all in one. It creates from the materials at hand a magnificent array of drugs and medications and automatically administers them when needed. God put wisdom in the inward parts. Proof number 116, Psalms chapter 4, verse 2. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing Selah? Man was made in the image and likeness, even in the glory of God, just over 6,000 years ago. But instead, according to the pseudoscience of evolution, we as slime crawled out of some primordial soup. Some suggest this was all augmented by an over-and-abundance of amoeba dung. Romans chapter one twenty two and 23, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Proof 117, Job chapter 20, verse 11. His bones are full of the sin of his youth, which shall lie down with him in the dust. There are several scripture passages that address sin and bones. Who would know such a thing thousands of years before today's science had arrived the following excerpts are from wikipedia.org under the subject heading of paleopathology syphilis is a disease classified in the category of trypanemal disease this group includes diseases like pinta yaws endemic syphilis and venereal syphilis These diseases have symptoms that include inflammatory changes in tissues throughout the body. Initially, the infected person may notice an area of inflammation at the site where the bacteria entered the body. Then the individual can expect more widespread soft tissue changes, and lastly, the diseases start to affect the bones. Bone changes can be seen in the archaeological record through lesions on the surface of the bone. In venereal syphilis, the bone change is characterized by damage to the knees and joints. The damaged joints can be the source of infection, or they could be damaged because of disruption in the nervous system's ability to feel. In the beginning stages of the disease, the bone forms small lesions on the skull and tibia. These lesions are caused mostly by inflammation of the marrow. In the final stages of the disease, the bones start to be destroyed. Lesions that are formed tend to look similar to wormholes in the bone and are seen in the skull, as well as large bones in the body. Most of the bone that is destroyed is due to secondary infections." PBS.org weighed in with the following, archaeologists have found ancient skeletons with telltale signs of syphilis such as thickening in the lower leg bones and pitting in the skull at half a dozen sites in England and also in Italy, Israel, and other locations in Europe, end of quote. Sin bones, the Bible says, sin bones. First Kings chapter 16, 30 and 31, and Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ephbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. This is the Jezebel who killed the prophets of the Lord. She worshipped Baal, the Phoenician sun god. Jezebel taught Israel to commit abominations. She conspired to have Naboth killed because her husband coveted his field. She threatened the mighty prophet of God, Elijah, because he had destroyed 450 of her prophets of Baal and more. Is this Jezebel just another piece of ancient folklore, or is God's word accurate once again? The following paragraphs are from a 2008 feature article titled Fit for a Queen, Jezebel's Royal Seal, published in Biblical Archaeology Review. Belonging to a queen? Elaborately decorated with symbols and letters, this store seal undoubtedly belonged to a member of the upper class. The seal was part of a private collection that was donated to the Israel Department of Antiquities in the early 1960s. Its unusually large size, it is one and a quarter inches long, and common Egypto-Phoenician symbols of royalty and divinity strongly suggest that it belonged to a king or queen. The seal bears four letters, Y, Z, B, L, interspersed around the images. Although scholars have long recognized the similarity of the inscription to the name Jezebel, they have usually refrained from making a connection to the infamous Queen Jezebel, Phoenician wife of the Israelite king of Ahab, with the reconstruction of the two additional letters L and the damaged area at the top. However, author Marjo Corporal argues that the inscription originally read L uh, hyphen Y Z B L or belonging to Jezebel, and was in fact the personal seal of the biblical queen. End of quote. The Bible said Jezebel and archaeology confirms God's Word is a supernaturally reliable history book. God's Word is a place to build a life, a life that will last forever. It has never been, nor will ever be, controverted. Be of good cheer, saints. Your faith is secure. God said 2 Kings twenty twenty, and the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and all his might, and how he made a pool and a conduit, and brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. God said, Job 38, 30, the waters are hid as with a stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. God said, Job 38, 34 through 36, Canst thou lift up thy voice to the clouds, that abundance of waters may cover thee? Canst thou send lightnings, that they may go and say unto thee, Here we are, who hath put wisdom in the inward parts, or who hath given understanding to the heart? Man said, Due to our great achievements in science and philosophy, we understand that we live in a post-truth era. We are liberated from the moral absolutes of the so-called holy book and its God— Might we then shout hallelujah? Now you have the record.